Greetings from high atop the broadcast studios of the Nipty Practice Tips. Today we're going to be discussing when consecutive sentences are permitted to be imposed upon a defendant who stands convicted of a simple loaded operable firearm possession and a substantive crime in which that firearm was used. Let us suppose a defendant stands convicted of Penal Law Section 265.03 sub 3 and a substantive crime in which that gun was used, such as a robbery. He or she may be given consecutive sentence if there is evidence of a period of time when the defendant possessed the firearm that was distinct from the time in which it was possessed during the forming of the intent to rob, as well as during the robbery itself. So long as a defendant knowingly, unlawfully possesses a loaded, operable firearm before forming the intent to cause a crime with that weapon, the possessory crime has already been completed and consecutive sentencing is permissible. So says the Court of Appeals in People v. Brown in 2013. When a defendant is convicted at trial, the evidence presented will determine if the criteria for consecutive sentencing are met. When a defendant pleads guilty, however, with the understanding that he or she will receive consecutive sentences. The factual allocution by the defendant must demonstrate that the defendant possessed the gun independently of the time at which the defendant had the culpable mental state for the commission of the substantive crime. In the case of People v. Legrand, a First Department case from 2016, the failure of the allocution to demonstrate this separate possession resulted in the sentences being modified to run concurrently. Pleas to lesser crimes do not normally require allocutions of the facts of the lesser crimes unless consecutive sentences are to be imposed. As the Court of Appeals wrote in People v. Johnson in 2014, where a defendant enters a negotiated plea to a lesser crime than the one with which he is charged, no factual basis for the plea is required. Indeed, under such circumstances, defendants can even plead guilty to crimes that do not exist. When a plea agreement includes consecutive sentencing for the gun possession and the substantive crime, there must be an allocution that meets the standards demonstrating there was a time when the defendant possessed the gun without his or her having the culpable mental state for the substantive crime. As written by the First Department in the previously mentioned Legrand decision, this court has upheld consecutive sentences for two or more offenses that include simple weapons possession without intent, but only where possession and use are separate and successive acts. Because there is nothing in defendant's factual allocution or the allegations contained in the count in the indictment to which he pleaded guilty establishing possession at any point other than the shooting, the sentences must run concurrently. If in fact the possession and use were separate acts, the plea allocution should have been structured accordingly in order to render the negotiated aggregate sentences lawful ones. These rules apply equally to a situation where a defendant is convicted of a substantive crime and possession of the loaded operable firearm with the additional element of intent to use it unlawfully against another, Penal Law Section 265.03 Subdivision 1b. As long as a possession and a separate intent to use it unlawfully can be established independently from the intent to commit the substantive crime, consecutive sentences may be imposed. Now, it is much more difficult to find a fact pattern that permits consecutive sentencing with the element added of possession with intent to use than when it is simply a conviction for the straight possession of the loaded operable firearm. Suppose your indictment includes both simple possession 
as well as possession with intent to use unlawfully against another, as well as a substantive crime in which the loaded operable firearm was used. In deciding which charges you want the court to submit to the jury, in most cases you should go with only the straight possession for the following reasons. Number one, they are both C-armed violent felony offenses, so the sentencing structure for both is the same. Secondly, the straight possession is easier to prove, not requiring proof of any unlawful intent. Third, there is more likelihood you will be able to establish from the facts of the case that consecutive sentencing is permitted for simple possession and the substantive crime than if you needed to establish a separate unlawful intent from that of the substantive crime. For case law authority, many more case examples and a thorough discussion of discretionary consecutive sentencing, please see the memo entitled Discretionary Consecutive Sentencing. Good luck and stay ready, my friends.